Welcome to One Man's Opinion, brought to you by the Elite Fantasy, Fantasy Guru, and EliteSportsBetting.com. And now, here's your host, Jeff Manns. Welcome in, everybody. It is your boy, Jeff Manns. A little, uh, I, I'm flying by the seat of my pants here for episode 81. Welcome into One Man's Opinion here on uh, Google Play, iTunes, wherever your favorite podcasts are found. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, commenting. Uh, we do so appreciate it. Keep the word going. I know you don't want to tell everybody about your strategy or who you're listening to for fantasy football advice, but uh, really helps out when we spread the word about this podcast. It allows me to do more episodes, speak more freely, speak more candidly, use more profane language, which of course I'm going to today. I am Jeff Mans. I am owner, operator, and uh, in charge of things, Elite Sports Network. Elite Sports Network, including FantasyGuru.com, uh, EliteFantasy.com for all things daily fantasy sports, and Elite Sports Betting for all things sports betting, now legal in Arizona. Very excited about that. I've got more to talk about in that regard on today's program. And uh, Fantasy Guru, if you need fantasy football information advice, we've got everything. We've got the big, long articles about offensive lines and coaching the coaches and systems and the players and the write-ups on that. But at this point, you're running out of real estate. You're running out of time. You want the quick and easy. We got the, my guru tool. You literally log in, you press sync your league. It syncs up. It helps you draft. It helps you make trades. It helps you mock draft. It helps you do roster moves, ads and drops and waivers and all that stuff uh, all synced up through our my guru tool we've also have the one page uh, draft books and draft guides rankings and projections all easily printable in any format you want and uh, i always wrap by the the draft book i love it it is just nice and easy i print it out though so you could do it online or you could just print it out either way that's all at fantasyguru.com Guys, want a little promo code here for the podcast listeners, uh, Radio 20. Go ahead and go nuts. If you want all three, the big three bundle, email us, support at EliteFantasy.com. You're basically going to get about $200 off the price of all three. So pretty nice little package right there. Get in, ride with the mafia all season long. We've got your back. Today, I'm just, this episode is going to be, called everything oh by the way follow me jeff Mans on social media at jeff underscore mans on twitter the jeff mans on facebook instagram snapchat and tiktok if you can tell i am like perturbed i'm bothered this is going to be a lively fucking episode let me tell you that because i'm coming in hot i have about an hour um to record this before i have yet another draft and my time is being caught up in this bullshit nonsense handcuffing debate everybody wants some of my heat because it's fantasy football season and everyone knows to go to people who are good at what they do i'm good at what i do and it's fucking annoying that people want to try to gravitate off of that and fight me like if you don't care if you don't believe in handcuffing you don't need to fight about it you don't need to argue If you really believed that there's no sense in handcuffing, you wouldn't have to argue with me. You would stay the fuck out of my lane and let me do what I do. All right. And so all this is, if you see on my Twitter feed at Jeff underscore man, all it is, is some folks who are low down on the totem pole that are trying to get some fans, some of the flame. That's all that this is. You know what I mean? So that's what I care about. And get the fuck out of my face and get out of my way. I don't have an interest in it. And anybody who says otherwise and wants to fight, you just want to get attention. That's all this is. I just, I don't, I didn't seek out this handcuff attention anyway. Um, Not even in the least. So we posted some sound on it on Sirius XM. That's their job, the producer's job. I didn't post it. I retweeted it. I guess that's my fault for saying it. I'm helping people, which I always do over at fantasyguru.com. But, boy, I am so perturbed having to deal with this absolute nonsense. And it's really taking up too much valuable time when I should be drafting. 
um, and paying attention to the latest news around the National Football League, which we're going to talk about on the show today. So here's what I'm going to do. We're going to get into reacting to the J.K. Dobbins injury, the Cam Newton news, all the cutdowns of in and around the NFL, talk about the latest average draft position across fantasy football, tell you my finally my final draft board, my final rankings, my final thoughts as you go into the full board draft season. I'm going to talk about that on this program today. So we're going to get that in um, some announcements to make, some partnerships that we're doing for this year, some good opportunities. See, I, I'm not worried about any – if you – I am for the common person, the regular fantasy football player. I am not trying to be a friend of the industry. This industry is fucking dark and desolate and utterly terrible at times. It used to be such a beautiful, uplifting place, and now it's just the most absolute, cynical, terrible people that are just – trying to trick and fool and lie and scheme to everybody and anywhere they can go and any way they can go in order to gain market share. It just is irrelevant. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this, I, I don't care. I'm, I'm just going to come out with a couple things. We have 30,000 subscribers across the Elite Sports Network. 30,000 people trust us, including all the people that you think they run other sites and they tout other brands and whatever they subscribe here. I want you to know that I'm not going to out people. It's not, I I believe in in privacy. I believe in protection. I'm not interested. Right. But I mean, I get guys that are my competitors that bash me email and my support team. Like, could I reset my password? I'm like, bro, what in God's fuck are you doing? Like, seriously, fine. You know, we've got celebrities. We've got a, a lot of people that are subscribers with 30,000 people. No other company outside of CBS, ESPN, Yahoo has that kind of numbers or that kind of traffic. And I take that very seriously. And I'm very proud of it. I'm very proud of our team, which leads me into some of the issues of the day. If you're paying attention, if you're an industry insider, and I promise I'm going to get to fantasy football all throughout this uh, this broadcast, but we lost two uh, pe- two more people t- from the Elite Sports Network. I'm proud of people that move on from our space. I'm very proud of people that can get better and bigger opportunities. I I dare and I emphasize any of my coworkers that I haven't been very very transparent. That I said if you ever get out other opportunities, I would love an opportunity to match or give you more or whatever. But if you get a great opportunity for you and your family, you take it and you run. That's what I want. I believe in developing talent here. I I believe in people moving on. I built another company. Everyone knows I built Fantasy Alarm, who, by the way, congratulations to that team, just sold, had a nice buyout. And I'm very proud of that group uh, for doing so, like extraordinarily proud. There's, you know, (laughs) um, people are like, are you mad? Am I mad? I don't get that shit. Can I just tell you guys that? I, I don't I don't get it. Why do you have to root against people? Especially folks that you work with. And that's sort of the whole thing. This whole deal with the fantasy sports industry and elite sports. This whole idea is this thing that, you know, everybody rooted against each other for so long. It was fucking tragic how pathetic you know, these guys were behind the scenes. They hate all of us. They hate, they hated me. They hated each other. Now I love, you know, we had, we lost Vlad Sedler. We lost uh, Brian Healy this past week over the network. And I wish them both well, personally, I really do. And, but if we're going to go public and I don't think we should, but there is a situation in which, uh, you know, a former, uh, um, uh, owner, I guess, of, of elite sports, Tommy G, one of the owners, never was in charge, by the way. That that was all just got it was all you want to talk about the biggest load of bullshit you'll ever hear, right? That's where you go. This whole idea that Tommy was the big shooter and the big gun and all. Tommy G is not a big shooter. Tommy G is not a big gun. I like Tommy, 
right? I, and I liked him as a person, not, not the bullshit facade. I never really liked that. I never liked that. He's a sales machine, absolutely. But he's a sales machine because he builds up things and, and promotes like as if everything is the greatest. And, and most of it's all bullshit. Just bottom line. I'm sorry, but it, it just is bullshit. And it was an uncomfortable situation for me to live in. And one that I was not very happy with for, uh, you know, first year is fine. Maybe second, third year, very uncomfortable. So I, I don't like, I don't mind other people doing that. If you want to be pomp and circumstance, wonderful. Not for me. So um, him stealing one of our guys, supposedly, I, good. I hope he's paying Brian Healy a ton of money. I hope he is. But, you know, for a guy who worked two days a week at our organization, and we paid him a crap ton of money. I'm not that, and it's not going to hurt our customers, which it doesn't matter what Jeff Mance thinks. It doesn't matter what Rob Brink or any of our people think. What matters is our customers. Like I said, 30,000 people documented. Uh, screenshots, I'll, I'll throw them to you. I'll show you more than anybody. That's what matters. All of you out there that are subscribers to Fantasy Guru Elite, Fantasy Elite Sports Betting, you matter. Like the, every single person means the world to me and not just as a number on a page or anything else. I want you profiting. I want you doing better. I want you kicking ass in your, your home leagues. I want you cashing double ups. I want you winning GPPs. I want you winning bets and be a profitable sports better. That's what we're about. And unfortunately, this industry has become me, 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 me. Everybody cares about themselves. All right. That's all they seem to care about. And it's tragic. It drives me absolutely batshit crazy because I, I hear things on Twitter. I've seen things as we, as I started this podcast today, people tell me how you win an overall championship in NFFC high stakes fantasy football. And I, I have to say, I'm sorry, but what, when did you win your overall championship? Well, I never have, but that's the way to win. The data shows it. Okay. Kind of. Yeah. But kind of no, Right. I'm not really worried about the once in a million, you know, th there's hundreds of thousands of players and, or I should say entries at these high stakes leagues playing for that one top prize. It's great. If you can get it, I'm not going to take that away, but if you're playing for that, you're a lunatic and you're not going to be a profitable player. You're just not, I'm sorry, but you're not. Win your league, win your championship. And then if you have a, a one of those glorified years, I've had several. I've had really good years. Uh, 03, 2012, 20, 2010, 2012, 2013. Like I had some seasonal absolute bangers, all right, and finished in, in the overall picture as well. And that's great. But that's not – it was never the goal. I never went into it with the goal. And it's where I had the most success when it wasn't even in the back of my mind. So um, elite's going to be fine. We brought in a trio of fantastic talent and Chris Rose and uh, Jorge pucks and bearded one mic'd up, inked up. I'm sorry. Uh, bearded one inked up my guy, Mikey um, doing college football. We've expanded our roster. We've expanded the amount of time in chats, the amount of articles and the reach that we're given to each, every single one of you. And that's what ultimately matters. That means something. And that's where I'm at. I, I'm the, this, this whole deal where make no mistake about it. The people that used to talk shit about Brian Healy and Vlad Sedler and Jeff Collins and draft sheet and all these people that used to work at our organization, they're the ones now giving them fake praise all the time, all the time. They're the ones that went back and rehired these people, you know, Benny Ricciardi, mad lab. Like it is how they can live with themselves is beyond comprehension to me. It's it, it, scam artists, lies and cheats and theft. It's fucking ridiculous. So be careful, man. All of you be careful. I, I, you have a lot of decisions to make as a consumer, fantasy sports information, daily fantasy sports, sports betting. All you do. And I, I know it's not an easy job. I don't, I think most of you who listen to this podcast, you just want fair and honest analysis. 
I'm going to bring you some here today after I stop bitching for the first half of this episode, but I, I want you to be careful. And I also want to acknowledge something I really couldn't before and that the elite mafia has never been healthier. It's never been happier. We have never been more profitable. Uh, we've never been better for our customers. We've never had more time, more content, more shows, more programming, more, more physical time in front of every single one of you than we do right now and with some of the top minds in the business. And that's the direction we go all the way. And we may lose more people here and there, and I hope we do because that means ideally they get better opportunities and can make more money ideally or do something for time for their family. And that's wonderful. That's a, that's a great thing. That's what we all should want for each other, right? That's what I want for my people. Um, but unfortunately, that's not the way it's portrayed on specifically on Twitter. And it's, it's pathetic. But all right, we'll get, uh, get past that. I had to get that off my chest as well. We're legal in Arizona. Fantasy Football Players Championship. You guys, um, I'm pumped up about this one. I wish the NFFC had gotten licensed i know underdog has a license they so far they are not available to me yet but uh, i cannot wait sports betting goes live on september 9th um so we got a lot of great deals here that uh you know i i'm trying to pick and choose just like most of you probably on where i'm going to play this coming football season and FanDuel DraftKings always have my money they will always have my money FanDuel sportsbook is very interesting to me as well um just i've always had luck over there when it comes to sports betting I, I i go where the best odds are i will decide the best bets of the week i will post them at elitesportsbetting.com and where i get the best number for what i want if i want an over under if i want an over i'll go to the lowest number i find for that game if i want under i'll go to the highest number and so on and so forth the way it should be done i will give you guys some a couple of things that i found and i've mentioned this uh, on the Sirius XM show, by the way, where a little company called drafters.com. This, this is an interesting one because a lot of folks playing on underdog and underdogs, the king of the best balls and they do a great job. Drafters.com though, D R A F T E R S.com. They are a, a small sort of startup company, not startup. They've been around a little while, but just don't, pay for much advertising at all so they've got this best ball championship all right they've got a five dollar and an eleven dollar one and the five dollar is fifty thousand dollars in total prizes the eleven dollars a hundred thousand dollars you know it's not the three and a half million underdog has but and it's only it's not a million dollar top prize either it's a twenty five thousand dollar top prize but i'll tell you guys there's three thousand people in this contest what that means there's a thing called overlay and overlay hasn't been around since like 2015 Be what overlay means is they guarantee a prize pool in this case a hundred thousand dollars that means that has to get paid out when they guarantee it they have to pay it out so if one person was in this contest one person would win a hundred thousand dollars you know what i'm saying and they have their first prize, second prize, third prize, fourth prize, whatever. So let's say top 10 get paid. No matter what, those, if there was only 10 people in this contest, 10 people split up their $100,000 in order of finish, uh, first prize through 10th. They need 10,000 people, over 10,000, to fill this contest to make it economically viable for them. There's 3,000, and there's a week left to go. This has been up since June. They are not going to fill this contest, ladies and gentlemen. You could enter up to 150 times if you wanted for $11. So what I'm saying is you have such a good chance to hit this contest uh, and to hit that $25,000 than you do on any other best ball contest anywhere. Nobody's talking about it. Nobody's doing. So pretty great odds on your money if you play the $5 one. You could still enter that 150 times. Um, and that one's only that top prize is $10,000. So it's just, listen, I've got, I, we do, we actually do have a uh, 
promo code for them. It's elite E L I T E. If you want to go try um, when you sign up with them, honest, they are not paying me for this. I'm not getting a kickback on, on this. The elite promo code was set up by Rob and it, all it does is give you a bonus on your money. I think it's an extra, if you deposit hundred bucks, it gives you like 25 bucks extra. So that that's what it does. I'm not getting a kickback. This is not for Jeff Manns. This is the best chance to draft teams to win some actual real money as opposed to your pipe dreams and all these people playing for fucking million dollars that they'll never win. They'll never sniff it in their life. Win 25 K when it presents itself, ladies and gentlemen, and you'll be just fine. Now uh, another site I'll talk about real quick. This one, we do have a partner, a formal partnership with, that we are compensated for. And that's betcha.com. Uh, betcha is a great, it's a mobile app. It is sports betting, but they've customized lines and, and they'll play their own significant like fantasy type contest. And uh, it, it's just a lot of fun. It's different than what you see on Caesars or MGM. It's, it's not a traditional betting site. It's more of a game betting site where you could, if you get two, three, four, five, correct, you parlay your money into some big winnings. And the thing about this app, Betcha, B-E-T-C-H-A, is these guys form their own lines. And ooh, there's been other sites who've done this in the past. I'm no offense to Betcha, but these lines are soft as baby shit. They're soft as can be. And I went through some of the futures there when I was testing it before we made this deal. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> um, for instance, they, they have a brand new bet. This, this bet's fun for week one. Trey Lance over or under one half of one passing yard. So 0.5 passing yards over or under makes you think, doesn't it? Trey Lance got a bit of a finger issue. They think he's going to be fine for week one, should be fine, but he's not been named the starter. Neither is as of this recording, Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't officially been named, but we kind of know he will be the guy. But Trey Lance is supposed to still have an every week role, sort of the Taysom Hill role, if you will. So all it's going to take is completing one pass against the Detroit Lions in week one. So let's go, Trey Lance truthers. Are you, if you're drafting him in the ninth round, you better hope he has a fucking passing yard. You know what I mean? You really should make sure that he's doing something at least in the positive uh, arena. So we have that. And again, promo code on Betcha is elite E L I T E the same thing. Um, all kinds of bonuses and, and everything for that one as well. So make sure you guys go out, get in and uh, enjoy that one. I think you'll like it. A, uh, you know, a great deal. Again, uh, you know, use the promo code elite on that, on the Betcha, B-E-T-C-H-A app. You get a hundred dollars bonus with your first deposit up to, uh, depending on how much you, you deposit on there. So, uh, get in that. I'm happy. I'm excited. If you're on the fantasy football players championship, uh, fantasy guru promo code on that one or elite, you could use either one there. You could, I'm going to be drafting my ass off over the next six, seven days before the start of the season. That's for sure. And I can't wait to do it. All right, folks, you've indulged me enough. I'm sorry. I had to get some of that out. I really do. I know it's the important time of year. You guys want to get after it. You want some real fantasy football advice. I'm here for you. Uh, since last we left on this podcast, J.K. Dobbins goes down season-ending torn ACL. Um, Gus Edwards just plugs him right in. It goes, this is why the handcuffing issue has come up over last week and why I'm so incredibly frustrated by people that won't handcuff. Handcuffing saved you if you're a J.K. Dobbins owner. And it, it really did. I was in up into this, that point I had JK Dobbins in two leagues In both of those leagues. I also had Gus Edwards. So when Dobbins went down, I didn't even, I knew I had him, but I, I didn't panic. I wasn't even worried. I'm like, Oh shit, that sucks. Oh, well, what can you do? You know, I have Gus the bus. Here we go. So then I'm like, all right, what's up with Justice Hill? Is he going to make the team? Is he healthy? 
Answer is yes and no, not really healthy. Tyson Williams, what's this kid about? Can he be, you know, what's the, that's what I was worried about. And that's the peace of mind. Folks want to say that, well, you should have had somebody else and you should have had somebody else's handcuffed. Well, how did that help me here? How does it help me? In counterpoint to that line of thinking in the Hall of Fantasy League, it's a league where you guys all, everybody could invest in my own play in my own team. And based on how I drafted, I think you should do that because the Las Vegas pocket Kings is going to kick fucking ass all season long, quite frankly, in this league. Um, that's when I had the first pick and got McCaffrey and Eckler and Hopkins and Allen Robinson and Sutton and Andrews and Mike Davis and Mostert and CD lamb. I mean, I'm fucking loaded. Justin Fields in this draft uh, as well. But in this draft, I also have Gus Edwards. I have Gus Edwards because I took him in the 13th round because nobody else took him. The J.K. Dobbins owner took him in the third round, did not think Gus Edwards. He or they played the percentages of uh, some upside, by the way. No real upside. This is just winning the league and it – I and I want to reach out to all of you. So some of you may have been Las Vegas Pocket Kings investors. Um, you backed me, and if you do, and I win, you get shares of the money. Like that's this is why that Hall of Fantasy League is so much fun to me. Is that I actually get to directly benefit people that believe in me, and that you want to talk about motivation. That's it for me, at least. And uh, so if you're going to back me with your own money, right? What do you want me doing? Do you want, if I drafted J.K. Dobbins, and would you rather be like, right now, would you honestly say to yourself, well, that sucks, but you can't blame you. You played to have a fourth or fifth starting running back instead. Does that make you feel better as somebody directly? It's easy to root for somebody. You can root anything. But when it's your own money, when your ass is on the line, what would you rather? I mean, think about it. When your favorite team, whatever team that you're a fucking Lions fan, I mean, trade Matt Stafford was garbage. You're pissed probably, but you, you probably wanted a one of the top end quarterbacks, I would guess, but didn't have that this year. You decided you have Jared Goff. I mean, it's, it's, you have somebody back there when somebody goes down, you have somebody, maybe the Lions were a bad example of this, right? Well, if you did, the Lions didn't. You're pissed at the Lions for not having adequate backup or not getting Fields or Trevor Lawrence or Trey Lance or even Mac freaking Jones at this point, right? You're pissed. That's what I mean. When it matters, when it's not just a page, it's not just social media bragging. When it all comes down, you want me that has the the – balls to spite the rest of the league and say, fuck it. If you're not going to draft, if you're not protecting JK Dobbins, I will protect him for you. All right. And that's what I did in this league. And I mean, I'm looking at the hall of fantasy draft right now. I'm trying to dig this up. And again, 13th round for me, taking Gus Edwards um, 13th round for the person that had JK Dobbins was Latavius Murray. All right, and Tua Tagliavola, their third quarterback. It is a two-quarterback league. Tony Pollard before that, T.Y. Hilton. Those are the picks. Oh, my God, they took Wentz, too. So, I mean, what are you playing for is my question, right? You had your, your – I, I don't understand the idea of drafting. Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Edwards Alaire, J.K. Dobbins. Okay. And then you went Pitts, Godwin, Higgins, Beckham. Like, you have no running back. Oh, did get James Robinson, actually, in the ninth round. That's a good get. It's a great get. Huge for that team. So instead of protecting, you, you believed so little in J.K. Dobbins that you went for another handcuff. Why? So that you would have somebody else to start over your fourth-round pick? Okay, maybe. But again, you, you did it with Pollard. Why did you do it with Murray? Now, if Edward Hilaire pans out and jk dobbins pans out pollard and murray let's say everything works out and james robinson everything works out for you you're still sitting one of those players 
So I don't know what you're playing for. Protect your investment. And again, I, I get it. You don't want to do it in the sixth round, seventh round with Kareem Hunt if you have Nick Chubb. I get why people don't want to do that. But Gus Edwards, the number of the Baltimore Ravens own the last two years, they have two of the top three all-time performance rushing performances in the and National League, National Football League history. Matt, just think about that. Most rushing attempts with rushing yards. Most dominant rushing teams ever. Number one ever in 2019. Number three ever in 2020. And you're not going to invest in a guy who could be the number one lone wolf? Okay. Well, somebody else did. In this case, I've got myself a fifth running back. And I don't even need this guy. But I'm keeping him away from that other team. And... I'll be fine with it. So again, I don't understand it. Um, Gus Edwards is every bit as valuable, probably more so than JK Dobbins was because now he doesn't have to share the backfield with Gus Edwards. He does. Tyson Williams will have a role. It does. Tyson Williams isn't an elite pass catcher either. He's just as good as Gus Edwards. None None of them catch a lot of passes. So it's going to be interesting how the Ravens use both guys. I believe Gus Edwards is going to get much more of a share than Dobbins would have got with Edwards behind him. So I think Justice Hill could be a passing down back when they need it, which dilutes both of these guys in Williams and Edwards a little bit, but I think it hits Williams a lot harder. Um, Other news uh, across the national football league and the cut down Cam Newton leaving New England getting cut there. I called it on the Sirius XM show the day before it happened. I could just tell that this was going to go down and uh, we were right on the money. It, it helps. Helps. Um, I don't think it helps Damian Harris as much as people think. Damian Harris jumped up. He jumped up two rounds in fantasy drafts with this news. Having Cam Newton there frees up a lot of running lanes. It really tough for defenses to center on either the running back or the quarterback in this type of setup in, in an RPO run heavy scheme. Now they're not going to have that option really with Mac Jones, the doughy Mac Jones. I think it does help Jacoby Myers. And I'll tell you one other player that comes back from the dead and it's not John U. Smith or Hunter Henry. It's Nelson Aguilar, the deep threat. You know, he was brought in to, you know, to keep, Defense is honest to keep safeties back and off of this running game. He was basically just a well-paid distraction. That's all Nelson Aguilar was going to do. But now he's got some value because Cam Newton couldn't throw the ball deep. We knew that for the last four years. He can't do it. Defenses know this. So you're going to get those, you know, one or two deep shots a game. And Aguilar has been very good in Philadelphia and last year in Las Vegas, the Raiders doing just that. Now, is he a every week starter? Should he be on your fantasy team? No, he is last pick in a best ball because he'll have three weeks where he goes 20 plus points. Nelson Aguilar, he'll just, they'll hit on one of those 60 yarders or 42 yard play action passes and single coverage. They'll hit on some of those. You never know when it's going to happen. So that makes him very difficult in a redraft or any kind of environment start and sit, but in a best ball where you just get the highest totals pretty freaking good. Like not bad for a last wide receiver is what I will say um, to that other news around the national football league. Um, you know, we're seeing some in the quarterback derby, Jameis Winston. I don't think, yeah, I haven't done the podcast since Jameis Winston was announced. This helps Michael Thomas when he comes back. Michael Thomas going on the pup list. Tariq Cohen going on the pup list, by the way. Uh, I'll talk about that in a minute. But Michael Thomas, uh, Marquez Callaway has just shot up draft boards at this point in time. I don't agree with that. I think you're all sleeping on Traquan Smith a little too much. I think Traquan will play ahead of Marquez Callaway. Uh, both of them have some interest for me in, uh, in redraft leagues but I'm not going to go whole hog and invest all the way in that new Orleans offense, even with Jameis Winston. Although I do like the receivers more, I wasn't going to touch any saints receiver, including Michael Thomas with uh, Taysom Hill, but you know, this makes it viable. I think it was a better choice. I was wrong. I want everybody to, I acknowledge 
I said Taysom Hill all summer long, all summer, and I stand by it. I think I still believe it's going to happen. I really do. I don't think Sean Payton could quit Taysom Hill, but he did make the right decision at this point in time. Let's talk to Cohen. I didn't get to this on Sirius XM yet this week. David Montgomery, he becomes a little more intriguing. now. I'm not a David Montgomery fan. I am a Chicago Bear fan. I've never really liked Montgomery. Advanced analytics like him a little bit, even though it's way overstated. Um, if you watch any of uh, any Bears games, David Montgomery, he does not evade many tackles. He gets a pretty good rating on it, though. I, I would question that highly. It just he does not miss many. This offensive line took an absolute beating in the offseason as well. So, you know, there's some definite issues. But one of the things that led to Montgomery's breakout last year and him having such a good year, 1,000 yards and, and all that, I think he was fifth in fantasy points amongst running backs last year. I mean, if you want to know how bad, shitty running backs were last year, David Montgomery, he was fourth. Holy shit. Yeah, he had less than – he had more points than Aaron Jones by six, but he played uh, one extra game. So, I actually averaged a little bit less. Um, same with Jonathan Taylor as well. So, mm, points per game, David Montgomery actually slid down to about eighth, but he was fourth in overall. And a lot of that has to do with his pass catching. And he got a boost in pass catching because Tariq Cohn was gone. Well, Tariq Cohn hasn't practiced, hasn't played. He's on the pup list. He's out at least six weeks. So now those 54 receptions on 68 targets with two receiving touchdowns, by the way, for David Montgomery, now that plays. You know, putting him at about 247 running rushing attempts and at about a 4.2, 4.3 average per carry, it's about right. I don't see any problem with that. And, you know, over the course of a full season, that 17-game season, which kind of is low, puts him over 1,000 yards rushing. I think he'll be the goal line carrier. We've known that, okay? But the pass catching is where all of this comes in. If Tariq Cohen took all that, Montgomery is back to wasteland. He's he's deep into RB2, just as we said. Now – with this news of Chrome going now, we have Damian Williams who will be involved. He's going to get some of the uh, rush attempts. He's going to help. That's why I don't have Montgomery for anything really near his rushing attempts from last year, which was 250. I am under that. I think, uh, yeah, I, I think Damian Williams will get some of the pass catches as well, but it's not going to be as defined or as absolute as it was with Tariq Cohen. So I think that's a notable move. That's not getting a lot of respect. I moved Montgomery up. He's a mid-tier RB2, and quite honestly, I'm probably a little lower on him. I'm probably a little lower on Montgomery than I really should be. I just don't like the talent overall. That's ultimately what my uh, my feeling on David Montgomery is. But we cannot deny the fact that he's, he's moving up. Speaking of the running backs, I mean, that just – all these running backs, J.K. Dobbins and Cam Akers and um, uh, Travis Etienne that's gone down. And, uh, you know, those, those, these types of running, the, the Sony Michelle trade and Edwards Hilaire is banged up and DeAndre Swift is banged up, may not start the season either. Jonathan Taylor's had everybody's entire fucking offensive line is busted up. His quarterback is an ignoramus who can't stay healthy and can't stay upright to save his fucking life. I mean, these are the running back pool is really dwindling. I'll tell you my favorites. All right. I'll tell you my favorite running backs at this point in time, get whichever RB one you can the first, second, third round McCaffrey cook, Eckler, Chubb, Henry Kamara, of course, Zeke, Aaron Jones, Antonio Gibson is now my ninth running back um, picking up, you know, with Peyton Barber going and getting cut, they still have McKissick, but I think he gets that third down roll. I think Gibson gets it. Taylor, Mixon, Saquon Barkley. Okay, get one of those. Najee Harris, I think is right up in there. Can be, you know, I have him as an RB, a RB2, but he's my third tier running back. After that, I'll tell you my favorites. I love 
Mike Davis, James Robinson, Gus Edwards, and Sonny Michelle. My RB2s will be comprised of those four players. And I, if I can get two of those th- four, oh, I'm a, as, a, as long as I have a number one, if I get a Zeke, a Chubb, an Eckler, and I come back and grab, I somehow get you know, Robinson or da- like Davis and Sonny Michelle. Robinson and Edwards or any combination. I love it. That's depth at running back. Y'all don't draft Daryl Henderson over Sonny Michelle. You shouldn't be doing that. That's a bad idea. This is, this is, that's a bad, bad maneuver. One other player that gets bumped up is Miles Sanders, just because he's surviving. They got rid of Karrion Johnson, Philadelphia, and they also got rid of Jordan Howard. Who's going to get goal line carries there. Remember, Miles Sanders has really never been the goal line back in Philadelphia. That's a pretty big boost because Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell, you fucking kidding me? He's, they, they aren't it. They're not it at all. So I think there's some opportunity there for Miles Sanders. I'm not as down on him as I was before. Not way into it, but I'm not, not, not out on Miles Sanders as an RB2 Ideally, an RB3 would be fantastic. So um, that is that. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, Javante Williams and MG3, as we speak right now, they the Broncos cut Royce Freeman. I think that's telling. They also rested Javante in preseason week three while Melvin Gordon played. That's insane because Gordon was banged up. He's the veteran. Javante Williams getting the veteran treatment. that's all you need to know. You know, that's all you need to know, baby. So it's Javante Williams season, super high on him, as you know, and I'm not going to back down from that whatsoever. I think the, I think the Broncos look as good as any team this, uh, this preseason, the defense is absolutely on point. You better be getting the Broncos defense in every league. If you still have defense and special teams in your fantasy league, get the Broncos. wait, you can wait forever, last round, second, last round, get the Broncos. You will not be disappointed. This is as confident as I was in the Washington football team last year at this time. Same exact setup. Nobody's paying attention to everything that the Broncos did this offseason. So, you know, be careful. Um, elsewhere at the, the wide receiver position, I'll talk about some players other players moving up here as well. I'll talk quarterbacks real quick. Um, let's say uh, Lawrence Fields, Lance Jones. Trevor Lawrence looked great against the Cowboys. It was the Cowboys defense, though. Um, didn't look good in his previous two preseason games, but looked pretty good. They traded Gardner Minshew. You get DJ Chark back. I still say Lawrence is the rookie to have. I don't really want to invest in a rookie though. I I don't. And especially right from the start, if you give me Ben Roethlisberger, give me Jalen Hurts, give me Joe Burrow, even Brady, Stafford, give me one of those guys in the beginning of the season. If you're going to wait on quarterback, wait, grab one of those guys. Even Daniel Jones, I know it's so gross. Oh, I, I think Daniel Jones could have a, a spurt, like a four-game stretch later on in the season, late in the year. That's when Fields and Lance will come out to shine. That's when they're going to have to. You know, they'll be more ingrained with the offense. They will have a more defined role. They'll be starters. They will have better chemistry with their wideouts. They'll know the offense more and they will boost your fantasy production because of their athletic ability, be able ability to run. We've seen it with fields already. We haven't seen it in the preseason with Trey Lance. It's been one big play the whole preseason with Trey Lance. That's it. So, but Justin Fields and Trey Lance, that's where you're going to get them. So if you draft them, you better be making the proclamation. You're staying with them. You're not starting them in week one, two, three, or four. I know Justin Fields will start in week four, but you don't want them. You don't want – ride with Roethlisberger or Matt Ryan or Stafford or one of those boring guys for the first half of the year. That's when you start getting 
into the rookie quarterback pool, the guys with crazy athletic ability. That's when you want it to dive in, not before that. Um, all right, so that, that's about it. Otherwise, I mean, I'm staying away from Dak, even though he's healthy, going to start week one, should be fine. Joe Burrow, uh, I've noticed he's free-falling in drafts right now. People do not want to take the plunge on Burrow, but yet everybody's buying up T Higgins and Tyler Boyd and uh, um, uh, Boyd, Boyd Higgins. And uh, why am I completely blanking on the, the third name? The three receivers in Cincinnati. Why the fuck am I blanking on who the third one is? I think uh, uh, Jamar Chase, of course, Jesus Lord, man. Uh, Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase has not looked good. You want to know who looks good as we get over to wide receivers. And I've talked about this. I believe I talked about it last week's podcast. Terrace Marshall, this dude looks like he's the fucking truth. Holy cow. It is worrying me. I have so many shares of Robbie Anderson, but my God, if you haven't paid attention to Terrace Marshall, you need to be. He, Ter- if Terrace Marshall, who, was the secondary guy at LSU next to Jamar Chase. If Jamar Chase was posting, doing in practice and in the games, what Terrace Marshall was doing, Jamar Chase would be a top 15 wide receiver, maybe top 12. So I know it's crowded in Carolina. We don't know exactly where Sam Bradford's loyalty goes, although I've speculated and most people do agree that Robbie Anderson's likely the guy, but shit. Marshall's going to be ahead of one of these guys, if not both, very, very soon. Great late-round target, Terrace Marshall, the Carolina Panthers. I, I Huge, huge fan of him. Um, elsewhere, uh, movement on my wide receiver rankings over at fantasyguru.com. Not a lot of, I mean, big sweeps. Uh, Adam Thielen move up a couple spots. The injury to Irv Smith, uh, Chris Herndon going there. I'm, I'll talk about tight ends in a minute, but don't invest in a Minnesota tight end. I didn't really, I was not in on Irv Smith before. Not with Jefferson and Thielen and Dalvin Cook. Um, it was going to be too spotty. So I, I think Adam Thielen gets a little bit of a boost out here. And I, I think he was underrated anyways in the manifesto. So he moves up Cortland Sutton. Sutton probably was the best thing to happen in preseason week three, in my opinion. Like Cortland Sutton came out of that game first action in over a year and you know, picked up right. His, his only catch, I believe, of the entire game. He did that, you know, fake in route and out. And he did, he planted right on his, his right leg, which was the one he tore. And it was just a thing of beauty. He pivoted right off that completely fooled the corner, made a nice little grab. It was a beautiful thing. And that's, it's all I need to see. It's all I need to see anymore. Cortland Sutton's healthy. And even though it's Teddy Bridgewater, I'm still in on Cortland Sutton. He's just that dynamic of a talent like him so freaking much uh, for Denver. And like I said, that Denver offense going to be better than a lot of people think they're going to be. Um, oh, by the way, Sutton, two for 27. Hey, you got a touchdown in that game too. Boy, I didn't completely forgot about uh, the touchdown from Teddy Bridgewater. So uh, yeah, moving up on the board uh, and fantasy guru as well. Um, other players moving up the Corey Davis. I've, ah, I've been getting a lot of Corey Davis lately. This is going to bother me. I was never going to be near Corey Davis, but he's looked so damn good. And the relationship, the target share directly from Zach Wilson. And then other folks not picking up on it. I've made Corey Davis, my wide receiver four in a couple of leagues. And I actually made it my wide receiver three gulp in the elite sports listener league. Um, congratulations, by the way, to the 48 participants in the listener league Four 12 team leagues did it all did a really great job in drafting in those leagues as and uh, yeah, I'm just real happy with the way these drafts have turned out except mine. You guys are going to beat my ass in it. Cause I drafted like shit, total shit in this one, but uh, never the last um, other, you know, Michael Pittman, I don't know what's going on. T Y Hilton going down. Obviously he's off the board. He's on injured reserve neck injury. Could be career ending. 
it, it's a bad situation. Move Pittman up a little bit, but that offense as a whole just doesn't interest me the way it did when everybody with Quentin Nelson and Sam Tevy, the left tackle, but Indianapolis on their third string left tackle, Julian Davenport, which was, he was a turnstile in both uh, Houston and in Seattle and not good there. Oh, Henry Ruggs moving up a little bit. I do like that, which without uh, John Brown, I like the threat of Henry Ruggs, a nice little bounce back option. Jacoby Meyer, I talked about before as well. Players moving down at wide receiver. Um, talked about, you know, DJ Moore moving down a little bit. Um, Kenny Galladay, Julio Jones, just not interested. These guys are going to be hurt. I have zero confidence that either Jones, Julio Jones, or Kenny Galladay will be healthy for most of the year. They won't be. I, I fucking know they won't. Like, I know it um, as well. So those are the guys that are moving down. Michael Thomas, of course, because he's on the pop list. Um, Will Fuller, I'm not interested in. I'm not interested in Miami wide receivers at all. The tight end spot, this is where the Irv Smith injury happens and people react and um, – Kyle Pitts finally getting on, you know, look good for the Atlanta Falcons. They unleashed him in, in preseason week three it was good to see him actually on the field. So a little more confident in him, but my, my tight end rankings have been set since mid August. Like they've just been locked in the one player that I think you want a, a guy who will throw a wrench into everything. Two of them at tight end Zach Ertz. The fuck is going on here? What is happening with Zach Ertz? You know, we, he is not getting traded and that's stunning to me. So I don't know how the Philadelphia Eagles, they traded for Gardner Minshew, which I don't get that either, but I, I don't know what their, the, the plan is here. It hurts Dallas Goddard and Zachary. If you shit the bed at tight end and you end up with Tunyon or Higby or Gronk, or maybe you drafted Irv Smith or Evan Ingram, the guy the only guy that can make any kind of difference for you is Zach Ertz. And here, here's the strategy behind it. They could still trade Zach Ertz in October, all the way to the end of October, the trade deadline. Okay. And the Philadelphia Eagles are going to be shitty. They're going to be bad. And so they're likely look to move him to a contender. Somebody suffers. I mean, if Travis Kelsey went down, where, who do you think, I mean, <laughs> Zach Ertz uh, was with Andy Reid his last year, right? Wasn't that, I mean, that is, that's where they're going to go. And I'm not saying we don't want Kelsey that to happen or any of that shit, but like, we also want, uh, as it was Chip Kelly first year, Chip Kelly. So I was, you're off on that, but still Andy Reid would go to Zach Ertz. Like that would be a great, weapon and whoever loses a tight end at that point that's where they would go uh, philly would definitely like to trade him and get anything they possibly can and obviously didn't like their asking price before it so he's the only one you're gonna say to yourself well i think dallas goddard is the guy and he could be but my point to you is grabbing earth you're gonna opt for one of the stupid tight end twins of the uh, New England Patriots, Henry or Johnny Smith, if they're available, neither one, you'll, you'll never know when to start them. Gerald Everett's been soaring up draft boards. Seattle tight ends are boom or bust all the time. So good chance of bust. Cole Komet can't catch. I saw that at Notre Dame. Jared Cook is touchdown only. Otherwise he doesn't exist. Austin Hooper is going to share with the Bryant and Najoku in Cleveland. So that's a problem. Anthony Fersker, they have Julio. Now, if he's healthy, I don't know if they have enough balls to throw to him. We don't, Dan Arnold's not going to be much of a thing other than fluke touchdowns. There's just nobody else. You can go pick up any of them and have the same production. All of those players, every one of them is just going to be the same garbage that Higby or uh, Gronk or any of those guys that Tunyon, were before that's all it is is garbage if you wait in tight end that's your group that is what you're left with a heaping pile of shit the only guy that could save you at that point would be zach Ertz. it's the only one that's going to break out 
in any way, whether he's on Philadelphia and just, you know, he's always been a great, he's only 30. Remember uh, peak years are until 32 for tight ends. So, you know, he's, he was banged up last year, looked slow and whatever, but he looked great in the first preseason game. So whether he's on Philadelphia and cuts in and just beats out Goddard overall, or he eventually gets traded. Uh, that's the only boom potential you have at that position. Otherwise just soak it in. Cause you're fucked <laughs> that, that my friends is that um, what else across the national football league and for fantasy football purposes. Well, you know, I love this two week break that we got um, after the preseason week it gives us a lot of chance to catch up on our drafts, a lot of opportunity to do more leagues and to plan and strategize, uh, you know, and react to everything that's going on across the NFL. Um, all the rest of the big moves, I think I talked about Nikhil Harry is on injured reserve. He did really well in the beginning. That's for the New England Patriots in the beginning of training camp, but then has that uh, AC sprain um, uh, suffered in week two of the preseason. So he's hurt. Stefan to it. Uh, the, the Steelers met to it is disaster this running back the the Steelers also have Anthony McFarland who has been one of my favorite backup running backs because of his connection with Matt Canada offense coordinator in Pittsburgh they placed him on IR and at this point and I'm recording this it's unknown we legitimately have no fucking idea what's up with Anthony McFarland it's absolutely bona fide crazy that but Benny Snell wins the backup job in Pittsburgh so uh take that for what it's worth I do expect Royce Freeman to land somewhere by the way he'll he'll fit in nicely with a um with one of these teams um that's that's really about it at this stage I mean we have full coverage for you over at fantasyguru.com make sure you guys are out there and get into our draft room I have customer service emails every day where's the draft room Guys, it's on the top of the site. Enter the Fantasy Guru draft room. It's right there. 2021 Fantasy Football Draft Guide. It's right stinking there for you. Otherwise, it's under Media Draft Room, and it's in parentheses is live chat. Get in there and check it out. If you want to join the mafia, again, folks, uh, the big three package, email us, support at EliteFantasy.com. Why do you have to email? Because we don't want to publicize the prices. This, this is only for the people that are serious. These are only for the people that want to uh, get in and be with all three sites and something you know that's important to us. We're not going to give discounts for the one-offs. Um, it's just not our way. We can't afford to do it because we do want to pay our people and, uh, and make them able to live and eat and sleep and breathe. Right. We've got to pay a, a livable wage for everybody. Um, that's going to do it. Episode 81 in the books. You got a little of everything on this one. I know I was a little cranky and irritable, especially when we started. I appreciate you guys letting me holler at you. Just gets really frustrating folks this time of year. The only thing that's important is that we're all winning. We're all on the same team. We're all pulling pulling on the same rope. You know, I, I'm having a great time with the listeners that qualified for that listener league. You know, we're in, we're, we're all drafting via the sleeper app and we're commiserating and poking fun of my stupid draft. And, you know, we're having a good time. That's what fantasy sports is supposed to be about. Fantasy Twitter used to be about it. And now it's not it's just a horrible place these days. And uh, it makes me sad in a lot of ways again uh support adleafantasy.com ask for the big free package or if you just want to bundle two of them they'll give you discounts on all that there as well everybody follow me on social media at jeff underscore mans on twitter the jeff bands all one word on facebook instagram snapchat and on tiktok remember the promo code elite whether you're on drafters.com or the betcha app b-e-t-c-h-a Go out there, get some of that free money. Trey Lance, over or under, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to say it. Say it with your chest. You believe it? You believe he's going to play? You believe he's a thing? Bet over one half of a yard right now. Or if you don't, bet the under on that. That's going to do it for episode 81. Appreciate you guys. As always, remember, you may disagree with some or just about everything that you heard on today's episode. I'm sure you did. And it's perfectly all right, folks, because we're not up tight snobby little bitches no 
This was just one man's opinion, and we'll see you next time, everybody. Deuces.